All names, characters, events, and times are strictly coincidental and completely dreamed up by our subconscious. Dreams can be influenced by personal experiences and the media. However, the events in our dreams are completely ours. Some dreams may be upsetting or disturbing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Thanks for joining us, and remember, it's just a dream. another one of my crazy dreams. I really appreciate it. Hello, 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 my sun, moon, and stars. How are you? I hope you're having an amazing day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. I'm just so glad that you're here with us. Oh my gosh, I said us. You know what that means? There's a guest on the podcast. And you know what that means when we have a guest on the podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Scary Story Showdown! If you don't know what Scary Story Showdown is, it is a thing I like to do where I get a guest on the podcast and we go head-to-head with our scariest dreams, paranormal experience, scary encounters, and it's really fun. Woo! So, I managed to get another person from the dinner show that I do, another castmate. I have them kidnapped. Um, Please don't call the authorities, thanks very much. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Spencer. Hello. Yes, it was a safe kidnapping, so everything's good over here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to... A lot of these dreams have stuck with me through my entire life, and I don't think I'll ever forget them, so excited to talk about them with you. I'm so excited to have you here. Mm, Thank you. (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. So introduce yourself. Tell, Tell the audience a little bit about you. A little bit about me. Uh, my name is Spencer. I'm 27. Uh, grew up in Virginia for like 20-something years. Moved here to Wisconsin. You know, that's where I met you here in this state. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like my life's not that interesting. But, I mean, when I go to sleep, though, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So that's why I'm here, right? Yes, that is why you're here. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've said with the last two guests that I've had on the podcast who are castmates, um, Spencer and I both auditioned for the fancy dinner mystery show that I do um, oh, yeah. in March, and we all got casted right on the spot. And so we've been working there ever since. I'm pretty sure we have a show this Saturday yes, at we the do. time that we're yep. recording this. So yeah, we've been good buds. We also did a short film together where mm-hmm. he killed me. That was fun. Um, oh yeah, that was, uh, that was a long scene. That was painful. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like dancing the entire time, <laughs> so yep that was fun but yeah so i managed to convince him to come on my podcast and share his scary dreams from what i've heard they're pretty i think we're at the same level bud i think we are there's a lot of stuff going on in my brain you know yeah so before we get into it i just want to give spencer 30 seconds to a minute to 
plug all of his socials, tell you guys what he does. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm only really active on TikTok, I guess. So you can, if anyone wants to see me there, it's at the Spencer guy, S-P-E-N-C-E-R-G-U-Y. Um, if you guys want to talk to me there, I'd love to chat with y'all. Or if there's follow-up questions, you ever do follow-up questions from like the dreams and stuff? I don't know. They can get in touch with me. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, Spencer does talk a lot about, about oh my gosh. Spencer talks a lot about men's mental health, specifically on his TikTok. So, some- yeah, that was that was a good part of getting some level of like uh, following on TikTok is having an outlet or like a foundation to actually talk about some more important stuff instead of just the regular uh, TikTok shit posting. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, especially if there's any guys out there who are listening to this who uh, want to go over that stuff or need someone else to talk to, I am definitely a resource for that yes please go check it out also november is men's health awareness month so Mm -hmm. go check out his stuff um sometimes i check my analytics i always tell you guys and sometimes my analytics will go from 90 percent men listening to like 10 (laughs) percent men listening i don't know it depends on the episode so we'll see but if you are someone who identifies as a man i highly suggest checking out his tiktok it's super cool all of that jazz Anything else you'd like to add? That's that's all good. Let's let's get to it. Okay, now let's get into where you can vote for the Scary Story Showdowns. So after you hear these crazy dreams, you're going to be like, oh my god, I want to vote on who had the scariest dream. There are two ways you can vote. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, all you have to do is scroll down and there will be a poll that you can vote on who had the scariest dream. If not, you can go on my Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast. Once again, underscore it's just a dream podcast. And there will be a poll 48 hours after this episode is posted. So then you can vote there. Um, yeah, I think that's everything you need to know. So without further ado, let's get into it. So Spencer, give us a rundown on your dream experience. Cool. Yeah. Dream experience overall or specific to the, the scary one I have in my mind. Um, just overall. Overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pr- probably through high school was when I started really getting into dreams. I mean, I guess as everyone like lives, right. Everyone has dreams sporadically. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they stick out to you. Sometimes you remember them. Sometimes you remember them only for like an hour when you wake up and then you lose it and then you have some random trigger later in the day and you're like, oh shit, I dreamed about that last night, you know? Um, So I started just doing some research or reading on my own to try to figure out what, if there's any like, you know, scientific basis to why people have dreams or what causes them. And there's really not a lot of research there. I I don't think there still is anymore, but I found that very interesting that it was kind of this, this anomaly that happens in your brain for no apparent reason where you're just creating universes and people with their own personalities and all these things just purely generated by you that then play over in your brain while you're sleeping like a movie. It's just really cool stuff. And that was actually my, uh, that was kind of the groundwork for what got me into psychology. I ended up majoring in psychology in college, but anything, you know, understanding people, stuff that goes on in the brain and then dreams were really the the reason for all that interest. Mm. So what type of dreamer would you say you are? dreamer serious competitive athlete dreamer (laughs) a lot of a lot of when i was first starting off was um well you want to remember the dreams right like it it would suck when you 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 know you had a crazy awesome dream you woke up five minutes later you're like what the fuck just happened like i wanted to hang on to those as much as possible so a lot of when i was starting off was 
figuring out those tactics people always talk about, you know, to how can I increase dream recall mm -hmm. or even recognizing when you're dreaming uh, at the time, right? So lucid dreaming, which is a huge uh, topic in the genre of dreaming, right? So usually when I have memorable dreams or like not so memorable dreams, but dreams that I remember, they're usually lucid and just having that freedom within my dreams where like your brain throws you in this scenario you realize you're dreaming and then you get to do whatever you want and you just have full freedom of this just world created for you it's it's a, an awesome experience and i would definitely encourage anybody who has never done that to pursue that because i think it is tangible for anybody to to be able to do yeah except for me i can't do it um, we're, we're going to work on it then. Cause I, I, f I fully believe that your brain listens to you when you tell it to do things and dreams are a production of your brain. So sometimes I will be going to sleep at night. And as I'm trying to go to sleep, I'll just tell myself like, Hey, remember this dream we had that one time? I want to do that again. And I'll just ruminate on that until I fall asleep. And lo and behold, when I go up to dreamland, it's exactly where I want to be. Wow. That's amazing. I wish I could relate. Sadly, I can't. <laughs> now let's Let's hear about this dream that you have. Can you like give us like, do you know the time frame of when you had this dream or like what your mindset was before having this dream? Yeah, th this this one specifically was a recurring dream actually, which is just another very interesting aspect of dreams, right? Not only does your brain create this whole crazy universe scenario for you to live out, it does it multiple times, right? So like, why is it that important? What's going on internally that it has to, reproduce this over and over again mm -hmm. um I, I can't imagine there's anything too dynamic going on in my life it was probably around middle school ish mm -hmm. i feel like i'm old i feel like i'm old now and anytime it's not like in the recent years i pictured as like when i was 12 years old so i don't know exactly how old i was but i think it was about middle school range just you know doing middle school kid stuff mm -hmm. yeah all righty let's hear this dream yeah. Okay. So yeah, this, this one, I, I kind of gave the preface when we started, but I, I don't think I will ever forget this nightmare. Um, just because it was so potent. And when I say it was recurring, I mean, it was like, incessant to the point of literally every night when I went to bed, I could bet on having this dream. And I think it went on for literal months on end until it went away. Mm -hmm. um, did, you, did you ever see the first paranormal activity movie? Of course. So, all right, so there's a scene in the movie, and I had these dreams before the movie came out, so it was not induced by the movie in any way. It's just that later when I watched the movie, I was like, holy shit, that's terrifying because it reminded me of the dream. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a scene in the movie where it's, it's, it's a, I feel like it's a classic horror trait or cliche, right? Where it's like, person's asleep in their bed. You're obviously watching through the camera of paranormal activity. Their covers get ripped off or pulled off, right? By an in invisible force. Mm -hmm. And then you see something like tug on their leg you know, and they, they kind of shake and they, they wake up. Um, and then eventually, you know, they'll get just pulled, yanked out of the bed and then dragged out down the hallway. Right. Mm -hmm. So like that scene in paranormal activity is essentially like what the root of my recurring nightmare was when I was a kid. Um, I would wake up in my dream, of course. Right. And those are always weird when you wake up in the exact same room you're in, oh, yeah. but you're still dreaming. And it's almost like everything was through like a like a like a dark blue and black color palette, right? It was just very shadowy, um, very uh, just like undertoned blues and darks, like almost like as if I was like seeing a night vision. But like it was it was pitch black, but I could still see if that makes sense, you know. But I just knew it was nighttime, and it was just the middle of the night, and I wake up in my dream. Um, 
And then I'm immediately pulled out of the bed, right? Just this gripping invisible force that yanks on me. I slam onto the floor out of my bed and I get dragged down the hallway, right? This all happens within the course of a couple of seconds. There's not really even any time for me to get my bearings when I wake up in the dream because it's just immediately yanked out, pulled down the hallway. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way my stairs are set up, right? So stairs that go down to the first floor, I'm on the second floor, uh, and there's like a wooden banister, Mm -hmm. right? Like where the handrail, like where the base of the handrail is. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where the scariest or the most stressful part of the dream was, right? Obviously, as a kid, it's scary to be yanked out of your bed. But it was the the battle of hanging on to this banister and continuously resisting this force trying to drag me down the stairs Mm -hmm. for... I mean, holy shit. Like, I feel like those dreams literally lasted hours on end. I couldn't tell you what the literal time of them is, mm-hmm. obviously, because time is relative, whatever. But, like, feeling the strain of me holding on to the the wooden banister mm-hmm. against this constant force. Because, like, it's it's scary to be for, – for something to happen, like, quickly, right? Like, you get dragged. You get um, pulled on. Like, it's scary for a second. But usually it's, like, kind of a – I guess, like, a one-time thing. But to feel this invisible ghost force constantly – pulling at me and just having that constant presence around me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, <laughs> that was what the scary part was. It was a marathon of horror, not just a quick scary event. You know, um, a lot of times my dream would end, which would, it calls me to wake up cause it'd be the morning by the time I was waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was not strong enough to continue holding on to the banister. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and looking down the stairs, like I said, everything is very dark. It's definitely nighttime. Everything's kind of like blue shaded. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I would, if I were to look down the stairs, you know, like past my legs at, um, you know, down to where the stairs are at the bottom of the stairs, it was just this black abyss, mm-hmm. right? You're very classic, just like black pit of despair. And you could just feel the seeping like ooze of, just scary and distraughtness. I don't know what better adjectives for that is, but it just felt very foreboding, right? It was like, this is bad stuff down there. You do not want to be pulled down there, right? That's why it's trying to pull me down there because it's like bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, Scary, don't go down there. And any time that I woke up from that dream was because I was not strong enough or I slipped and then it eventually pulled me down to my terror and then I woke up in that cold sweat mm-hmm. that is you know, so often caused by these scary dreams. But the... Another thing that happened, like I said, this is this was recurring for a very long time. Um, so one of the things that so next to the way my house is laid out, next to this stairway going downstairs, um, and this wooden banister I'm holding on to, my parents' room was immediately to the right down the rest of the hallway, maybe like three feet away from where I would be holding on to. So me as a kid, I'm like, ooh, parents' room, safety. Maybe if I can just drag myself to my parents' room, I'll be safe because mm-hmm. kids' logic, you know, yeah. and then you're in a nightmare dream scenario, so whatever. So same exact thing would happen. I'd be I'd be woken up in the middle of the night in, inside of my dream, of course, yanked down the hallway. I'm holding onto the banister, and some nights I would have the idea, okay, crawl to your parents' room and you'll be safe. So I'm clawing against the wall, clawing against the door frame, and I'm trying to pull myself into my parents' room, but the other um very i guess it filled me with despair or made me feel very hopeless was that because for that split moment where i'm trying to get to my parents room there's hope Mm -hmm. right because it's it's me saying all right there's an objective i can get somewhere where i'll be safer from this terror that's trying to pull against me Mm -hmm. and every time as soon as i got to my parents room and i like pulled myself through the door frame 
my parents' room would have the same black abyss darkness that was at the bottom of the stairwell, mm. which which sucked too because now it's like it, it just felt even more surrounded, right? Like the only hope that I thought I might have to escape this thing pulling on me, it turns out that like whatever it is, it's already in my parents' room too. Mm-hmm. So like shit out of luck there. So then I would be pulled back down the stairs again and then I would wake up and I would do it all over again the next day. Was it reoccurring as in like every single night you'd had it? I literally think it, I I do think it was every night. Of course, memories get shoddy as you get older and your brain, honestly, like it produces memories for yourself sometimes just to fill in blanks. But like, I'm pretty confident it was nearly every single night for the span of a couple of months. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's analyze it. Yeah, let's analyze it. Or yeah, let, me, let me tell you how I let me tell you. So this is one thing um, that I like to do with my dreams, especially horror, horror, scary dreams, yeah. horror based dreams. Um, I always feel like there's some way to solve it, quote, quote, right? Mm-hmm. Like something is wrong in this dream. Something is scaring me. How can I get past this problem or how can I solve it? It's just how I think about these things. And I would remember these dreams when I woke up, right? So I knew this was happening and I knew I was like, there's got to be some way to get myself out of this because it's not stopping by me just doing nothing, right? Mm So I don't know how long it took for me to figure this out, but one night, uh, same exact thing happens. I go to sleep. I wake up in my dream. I get dragged to the staircase and we're doing the old fucking song and dance where I'm holding on for dear life and it's trying to pull me down the stairs. Uh Um, And anytime I'd been pulled down the stairs previously was because I had run out of strength or it was too much for me to hold on to right so i was unwillingly being dragged down the stairs to this blackness Mm -hmm. one night the same thing happens and i'm like you know what what's down there huh what am i what am i holding myself against right like what's so bad it's it's dark and i know these things like usually spell scared or like they spell horror for for people like darkness the unknown these kind of things that just innately scare people. And I'm like, you know what? What's actually down the stairs? Because I know I know what my house is. That's just the first floor. That's just where my fucking living room is in the kitchen. There's nothing bad down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this thing is pulling against me and I get to the stairwell. And one night I'm like, you know what? Show me the way. Let's, uh, let's, let's, go, let's go see what's downstairs. So I just let go willingly this time. Um, I do get dragged down the stairs. And then all the darkness is gone. I'm just literally sitting in my first floor uh like living room Mm. and i'm like huh there's nothing down here never had that dream again after that wow that's kind of cool yeah it was like quote quote i solved it like i just realized there was nothing to be afraid of which sounds kind of it sounds like some disney channel tv show thing like there's nothing nothing there all along but i mean that's (laughs) that's how i got out of that i mean it makes sense considering how old you were when you had the dream right yeah, middle schoolish age. Yeah. yeah. So it's like conquer your fears. Yeah, some sort of uh, testosterone pump that I got when I was going through puberty. Yeah, something that makes sense. <laughs> um, does blue play a big part in your dreams in general? Because you kept mentioning the blue hues in your dream. I I think colors can certainly have secondary meaning aside. I think it's I think the way they split it out is like manifest and latent content in dreams, right? So your manifest content is what you are literally seeing. Like if I see a picture of a dog, it's just a picture of a dog, right? Mm-hmm. That's just that's the manifest manifest content. And then latent content would be what does that dog actually mean or represent? So for the question of the color blue, like 
obviously the color blue, I think in general with color psychology relates to like um, calmness, peace, um, maybe sadness sometimes. In that specific dream, I think bl the blue shades was simply kind of me seeing in nighttime. Because mm -hmm. like I said, like I know it's night and I know it should be pitch black, but I still need to be able to see things for my dream to work mm -hmm. from like a logical perspective. So I, I, there was definitely like the shades of blues and shadows, but I think it was simply to represent the darkness and not necessarily to represent anything else. Mm. Um. So does blue like is a, for example, with someone else on the podcast, they mentioned that in their dreams, they see a lot of green, but in real life, they don't actually see that much green. So is it the same for you with the color blue? Hmm. Yeah, so they, I guess, well, I guess it seems it's a, it's a weird statement to say I don't see a lot of green, right? Or I don't see a lot of X color. What what was the <laughs> like context behind that? No, it was just like, he's like, you know, in everyday life, I don't see that much green or like I don't wear that much green mm -hmm. at all because he lives in New York. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Concrete jungle, yeah, I guess. So yeah. he doesn't see that much green, but in his dreams, his dreams will be filled with the color green. So that's how he like knows sometimes it's a dream because of how much green there is. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that actually also serves as a really cool um, trigger to notice when you're lucid dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of classic triggers people say works, but that's a very personal one for him. It sounds like, right? Yeah. Where he's like, oh, green? Why is there so much green? This isn't right. Yeah. Um, but no, to answer your question, I mean, my blue is my favorite color. So I think yeah. I wear a lot of blue based clothing. Uh, the sky <laughs> the is blue. blue. I don't. I, I see where you're I see where you're getting it and I see what he's saying. Um but I don't think for for my for my specific life, I don't think blue is abnormal in any sense, no. Mm, okay. Yeah. Perfecto. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with your dream? That you want to get into the real nitty gritty? I don't know. I, I've I've never really uh tried to unpack it meaningful wise any further than that i don't think there um, is anything else to unpack that really you got it like, <laughs> I, like I got it and it's like i guess if you really if someone really wanted to try to pick it apart i guess you could say like all right well what is this indivisible force dragging you represent right is there some sort of commitment that was coming up that i had to fulfill and me holding against it was me being unwilling to pursue a certain route in my life. I think there's probably a lot of kind of mumbo jumbo like that you could try to assign to it. And maybe there was something going on in my middle school life where everything was dramatic and traumatic because you're an emo middle schooler, or at least I was. I was. <laughs> it's okay. I had, but, I had no right. face too. That's what it was. I mean, I still listened to all the music. It was Me good too. music. But um, yeah, I, I think there's value in unpacking some dreams. I think there's value in trying to figure out what that latent content is like what is actually being represented here but i don't look i kind of see that as a as a satisfying victory for me like it was scary at the time and then i i mean i use that as a foundation for any horror dream i had moving forward right so there's plenty of recurring characters are also really cool in dreams i think yeah. because not only like it's, a, it's what i said before right not only did you create this whole world there's a personality you created and that personality is a constant throughout these dreams where you see this person but anyway I fucking hate dolls. Personally, <laughs> I've kind of I've kind of gone over it now. Um, but as a kid, I especially hated dolls as like a as a scary uh, kind of subject. Uh, and there was a doll that used to terrorize me in some of my dreams too, very recurringly. Mm -hmm. uh, and I supplied the same kind of mentality to the stare scenario, where I was like, I would just talk to it. It would come up and try to scare me. I'd be like, Oh hey, how's it going today? And the, it's it's almost like it disarms the scariness by by assigning this like very real conversation to it or like 
it just you make it feel very normal by saying like, hey, how's it going? Like, oh yeah, didn't have a good day. Can we not do? Can we do this another time? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, can we just can we postpone this? We'll, we'll get back to it later. And then it's like it forces them to respond as people as well. And then once you've humanized it, it's not scary anymore. And now it's just this. It happens to be a doll, but like I'm not going to judge you for <laughs> being a doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that there's a, there's an application of how I quote quote solved that dream that I still use mm-hmm. today when scary things happen. Mm, alrighty. Yeah. So speaking of reincurring characters, I do have a question for you because with all the actors that I have on here, I was wondering mm-hmm. how your dreams differ from other people's dreams because when I've talked to Anthony and Taylor and another person who's an actor, um, all mm-hmm. their dreams also help them be creative in a way so for example in anthony's dreams sometimes he's not even in the dream it's like a whole cast of characters that are doing their own thing and he's more like the cameraman watching them interesting yeah Yeah. so do you think your dreams do that as well or at least help you with creative ideas um that's a good question and i've definitely heard a lot on the subject where people who are more comfortable with dreaming right or people who can lucid dream uh more frequently um they almost use their dreams as another time of their day to pursue that kind of stuff, like pursue problem solving or pursue like creative outlets and like exploration. Or like you said, um, someone's watching a scene play mm-hmm. play out or like a stage stage scene play out, however you would word that. Um, I don't know. My, my dreams always feel very adventurous to me. They, there's no discrete point to them. I'm not trying to, accomplish anything i'm not trying to like observe or like get something done i mean there's sure there's objectives sometimes in my dreams right because that's just the scenario you're given where it's like you know you have to go do this thing or go to this place but a lot of time my dreams really just they kind of revolve just around like exploration and adventure and freedom um i am always flying in my dreams first of all yeah. which feeling i don't if i could pick a superpower I know it's not the most powerful one there is, but flying by all means would be the one that I would choose in a heartbeat because anytime I'm lucid dreaming and just to be like literally soaring through the air as fast as you are and see people pass beneath you and feel the rush of the wind and you're blowing by the clouds and just having that uh, weightlessness is one of the craziest experiences. So that's usually what my dreams center around is being in cool scenery, um, you know, tropical islands, volcanic regions, snowy mountains, like always very dynamic scenery. And I am free to roam and fly above them. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And then you said you can lucid dream. So like, yes. Tell us the process. I'm curious. I can't lucid dream. So yeah. Oh, I would love to. Like like I said, I, I am a firm believer that anybody can accomplish this. It just, I think certain people definitely have dispositions to be able to do it easier than others maybe but um when i was starting off right when i was in high school getting interested in dreams doing reading um, a lot of the very classic ones that they will tell you people will tell you to do is one keep a dream journal um so like as soon as you wake up in the morning before you have the opportunity to forget stuff as like your regular day takes over just immediately pull out a journal and start writing down every single possible thing you remember um and what this is supposed to do yeah i was gonna tell the audience see i told you Dream journals, they're important. Yes, definitely a thing. And so I'm I'm a scientific person. I'm a published cognitive psychologist in like four or five different journals, right? Like I take a very scientific approach to things because that's how I am trained or how I studied in college, right? So mm-hmm. I at least feel 
there's always a there's always a disclaimer worth giving, right? Because dreams, we don't really have the tools or the measurements to study them effectively right now. So there's no objective way to say, hey, keep a dream journal and you will see these results, right? So I can't say definitively this will let you lucid dream, but I can say the general consensus of the uh, of people in this kind of um, realm of dreaming, right? It's generally supported anecdotally by people. So take it with a grain of salt. Anyway, disclaimers aside, um, yeah, dream journal, write your stuff down. What this is supposed to do is kind of get you used as a person to like what your dream scenarios usually are. And it makes you think about dreams more. And then the idea is that the next time you are sleeping and dreaming, you kind of make that unconscious connection to what you've written in your dream journal. And once you have that understanding and your brain kind of has this light switch moment where you're like, wait, I am in a dream. And then boom, you suddenly have the world at your fingertips because you are now lucid. Lucid just literally, I'm pretty sure it means like to be aware of, right? So lucid dreaming just means that you know that you're yeah, dreaming. I have been aware um, of my dreams. I've never been able to control them, um, which is a whole thing yep. we'll get into much later because <laughs> my audience has heard it like 2 million times. So <laughs> it's, it's definitely a huge can of worms to get into, but that's a good, that's a good delineation though, right? lucid dreaming usually when people say it it kind of implies that you are controlling it as well but you're right there's definitely a line between you can know you're dreaming but not have the power or like the ability to just flex the world at your fingertips so that's that's definitely very true mm-hmm. um another one of the trigger points people will do there's two more that i know off the top of my head that are supposed to be very supported again anecdotally but um people put dots on the palm of their hands so they'll use a pen or a sharpie and they literally put a dot in the middle of their palms and then throughout the day you just do what you call a reality check where you just hold up your palms in front of you and you're like yep there are two dots on my hands still one on each palm and you do that uh, every hour throughout the day and then next time you're dreaming and you're used to doing these reality checks you hold your palms up and those dots are not there that is supposed to be the trigger point for you to say wait a second why aren't there dots on my palms? Boom. I know I'm dreaming now. Um, the other one that's supposed to be very popular is clocks, looking at clocks. So allegedly clocks do not work in dreams. So if you ever look at a clock, so like obviously you look at a clock during the day and you read the time. Um, if you look at a clock in a dream, it either is supposed to not work or if you look at it twice, it's not supposed to have the same time because Obviously, I don't. I don't know dream logic. I don't know why your brain can't produce a, a clock to work correctly like that. <laughs> that I always thought that one seemed weird because it's like, I, yeah, my brain can do all this other stuff and create these dream worlds. You're telling me it can't make an analog clock. It also mm. depends because um, <laughs> clocks work just fine in my dream. I know because sometimes there'll be a time. Crunch. Right. <laughs> yes, I have definitely, and I, I agree, and I've definitely seen clocks in my dreams too. And I'm like, this is clearly working. But I, I think, I think the takeaway though is that. The point of a reality check is that you notice things consciously throughout your day that maybe the clock works correctly in your dream, but it works abnormally to what it normally does, mm-hmm. right? So like with the dot thing, you still have the palms of your hands, right? But it just happens to not be dots. Um, even if you're not doing those conscious checks, I think, or not using those two specifically, um, I think just asking yourself the question of am I dreaming, getting yourself used to that, um, you'll start doing it in your dream. And then having that point of awareness is what allows you to move into the oh wait holy shit i am dreaming and then once you get comfy with that it turns into the hey i'm gonna go fly away now screw you guys see you later and i start levitating and everyone's like wait what the and they're like holy shit and then i'm just gone and it's (laughs) that's usually how it goes is once i realize i'm dreaming i'm like see you guys later and then i fly away okay i have two more questions (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I, I talk fast and I talk a lot. Sorry, so interrupt no, me whenever. It's a podcast. I mean, that's the point, right? You've given me an outlet. Yep. Yes. I mean, you haven't done any puns, so I'm pretty happy, pretty content. Working on it. Yikes. Um, what was my question? Fuck. Um, blah, blah, blah. Not sure. Oh, I wanted to know about one. I'm gonna just rapid fire because you're gonna remember them. Mm-hmm. So number one. How are your senses in your dream? Are any of them heightened or are there any senses that are hypo-sensitive or hypersensitive? Um, number two, how real is reality in your dreams? Like, is it as real as real or is it like reality oh. but distorted? Um, oh, yeah. And then what was my third question? Oh, well, you can answer those two. I'll figure out what the third one was. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um I want to answer the, the the last one you asked first is how real yeah. uh, is reality in your dreams. So there was I'm a I'm a I'm a I'll try anything once kind of person, right? Hey, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can take that however you want to, but um, there's a very legal drug that I've done before, and I say that non sarcastically. It is very legal, um, so don't come knocking on my door. Um, it's known as African Dream Root oh. to the dreaming community. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I believe the chemical term term is Selene Capensis. Anyway, um, you, you can read all about it. There's a lot of study on it. I believe it comes from African or South African tribes who would use it uh, in sham, shamanic medicine, if that's the proper um, noun for that. If that's a noun, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say, though. Yeah, I got you. Basically, it's this root um, that you can either chew uh, just raw before going to bed for 45 45 minutes before you go to bed. You would chew this root, um, and it was supposed to induce heightened dreaming states. Um, Or in the mornings, you can prepare a certain brew that they call ubawulu, if I remember correctly, um, where basically you crush this root into a fine dust, put it into about six to eight ounces of water, uh, and stir it with a wooden spoon or just a wooden utensil um you would stir this mixture and then it would create this frothy foam at the top of the drink and you are supposed to ingest that foam until you feel full immediately when you wake up and then that night uh, after you do that in the morning that night is supposed to uh, cause heightened dream states um very cool stuff definitely read about it uh even if you don't think that could possibly work it's cool to read about new stuff and learn things but so there's a time in college where I bought a few ounces of this stuff offline. You can buy it on Amazon. Again, this isn't some sketchy dark web shit that I'm doing. <laughs> it's fully legal. You can literally buy it on Amazon. Um, <laughs> so I would chew this root before going to bed uh, every night. And it's not like a one and done thing, right? It's not like I would chew it and then that very next night that I would have these crazy dreams, right? Whereas opposed to like other substances, people would be used to having a instantaneous effect afterwards. But anecdotally for me, how it works is I would do this. And if I did it every day for about a week, and I would always cut out alcohol when I was doing this just to have one less variable for shit going on in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, if I did that for about a week, I very specifically remember some dreams that I had when I was in that kind of supposedly heightened dream state. Maybe it was just, um, maybe it was just fucking, what's the, what's the word where you think something works, but it only works because you think it works. Pseudoscience? Holy shit. No, not pseudoscience. Um, um, Placebo. Placebo. Damn it. There it is. Yeah, I knew that. I was testing you. Maybe. Even if my thing with placebo is always like, I don't care if it's only working because I think it works. The point is that it is working. It's giving me the effect that I want. Anyway, I digress. So in this heightened dream state, I 
definitely had some of the most vivid, um, just gritty reality, the most vibrant colors. It was very palpably, noticeably different dreams than I had ever had previously. Mm-hmm. So, yes, reality in my dreams is usually just regular baseline world as if, as we are walking around right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was definitely dreams that I had when I was doing um, that stuff that I was like, holy shit, that was one of the craziest things. Even just like gritty feeling wise. And again, the the contrast and all the colors, mm-hmm. it, uh, it was just mind-blowingly different. Mm. Yeah. I asked that because for me personally, for my avid listeners of the podcast, my dreams are as real as real can be. So when I'm mm-hmm. having a dream, nine times out of 10, I usually can't tell if it's a dream. And then that 1%, I can't, I can tell this is not reality, but I don't know what it is. Because instead of like, you know, some dreams you'll be like, I need to get a haircut to the salon. And then you poof at the salon. For me, mm-hmm. I'd be like, to the salon. And then I have to go walk and find my keys. And then I spend like 10 minutes trying to find my keys. And then I realize <laughs> my keys were in my pocket. So then I have to go downstairs. Like I have to do all the mundane stuff that I do mm-hmm. in regular life. So I always think I'm in real life until like shit goes down. And then halfway through, I'll be like, wait a second. And then I'll wake up. So that's why I that. So, yeah. Do you ever do you ever have those times then when you're doing your regular mundane stuff during the actual day and you're like, wow, this is just as regular as my dreams. And you have to ask yourself if you're dreaming again. No, actually, that's a lie. Yes. The dream I'm going to tell you, I had to do that. But um, sometimes I'll get frustrated because I remember one time in a dream, I went to the store and I bought eggs and I made breakfast. And so when I woke up, I was so excited because I was like, oh, my God, I bought some eggs. I'm about to tear it up in the kitchen. And there were no eggs because I dreamt it. So I was so upset. And I was like, damn. damn it, I want the eggs. <laughs> and I was so mad at myself. My second question for you is, are there any out of your like five senses? Are there any one of them that are either like hypersensitive in a dream or hyposensitive in a dream? I think the one that... Uh most immediately comes to mind is my eyesight is better. Mm-hmm. Um, simply again, because of how much of my dreams take place with me flying or me being very uh, far in the air elevation wise. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was my regular eyesight in those dreams, then it would be much less cool because I'm blind as fuck and I'd only be able to see <laughs> like telling. Oh my gosh. Right. It would be much less interesting if I couldn't see anything while I was flying through the air. So it's like, uh, it's like my dream allows me the ability to see everything in high def that it makes for me. So my eyesight is definitely heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of things that are lessened or dampened, now that I think about it, I'd say it's probably less normal for me to smell things in my dreams. Mm-hmm. I think smelling is kind of one of those more passive senses where you don't really, unless there's like a it's like you um you just you justify yourself to it throughout the day right like i'm breathing right now but there's nothing to like smell right because this is just my room and i know how it smells so i just habituate to that so it's just a baseline so even throughout the day there has to be something noticeably different to create an actual sensation for you to smell so i think that kind of carries over to my dreams where unless there's a reason for me to be smelling something i'm just not going to because it's just still that same baseline that you're used to being at throughout the day Mm. um so yeah heightened senses or excuse me heightened eyesight and then i'd never really notice myself smelling anything Mm, yeah honestly now that you brought that up i don't think i've ever smelled anything in my dream 
Yeah, I, I was trying to think. Has there ever been a time where like I don't think so. I I I feel like something would have to it would have to be like a part of this scenario, right? Where like someone baked something or there's rotting flesh or something. Like there has to be an actual thing for me to smell, but I'm not just gonna randomly smell something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I know I can taste food, and sometimes the food in my dream is mm. There yes. will be a bonus hey. episode where I rate the food in my dream. So keep a look on that. <laughs> keep an eye Ooh, out for that. Delicious. But and then you redo the recipes in real life. Yeah, no, because I remember in one dream there was some chicken Alfredo. It was so good. The dream made no sense, but the Alfredo was delicious. Damn. But the Alfredo was bomb. It yeah. was. Um, for me, um, I've noticed recently, um, that my sense of feeling is very heightened in my dream. So, like, you know, if I get poked, I feel it. Which is really bad mm-hmm. because I've been disemboweled in my dream. I've had my head chopped off in my dream. Um, and I feel all of it. And it's not fun to feel. Delightful. Used- yeah. But also my emotions are very heightened in my dreams. So I've realized even recently looking through my dreams that like my emotions get really heightened really fast. And I'll go like from being really happy to like really angry and I'll mm-hmm. feel it. So that's something I just realized. Yeah. The I'm thinking now, I'm thinking along the lines of emotions now then, because um, a lot of my, I feel like there's never like an elicited emotion in my dreams, like nothing ever induces rage or induces like passion. I think if anything, like sadness maybe mm-hmm. gets on set the most because a lot of times in my dreams, like other people are dying in addition to like myself occasionally. But it's a and so it's like a sadness for the other things that are going on in the world around me. Um, but I guess again, a lot of my dreams kind of revolve around some sort of adventuring or quest style thing. One that sticks out to me that it happened somewhat recently, probably a few months ago now, but it was it was very cool. Um, it was it was very occult, um, very kind of de- demonic y cults and um, uh, you know p- p- pagan ritualistic stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, kind of stuff going on. Um, and it was, it was, a it was a kind of a quest like scenario. Right. But I remember learning the names of two different demons in that dream. Uh, and they were in a different language, which I could speak fluently in that dream, but I came out of the dream and I was like, <laughs> I got to remember their names at least. So I, I remembered their two names and they're gonna, they're not going to come to my brain now, but I was like, in the dream, it was just this huge deal that we, there was only very few people who knew this other language and, who were able to learn the names of these things. Cause then knowing the name of, of a demon classically gives you dominion over it. So like in the dream, that was like the object and it was, it was just this crazy adventure. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm thinking even through that where it's like, I don't think there was any emotions though, aside from maybe a little bit of like anxiety as you kind of rush towards solving this mystery, but nothing quite as strong as like rage or um, intense sadness or anything it's just very neutral. Yeah, mine are really it's funny because in reality, I'm not going to lie guys, I'm a bitch. Like I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a bitch. Finally someone said it. No, I'm just kidding. I I am so <laughs> passive. Like you could spit in my face and I would apologize, but in my dream someone could like <laughs> shove my friend and I'd be so ready to like fight them. Just right then and there. Mm-hmm. And how I react to things is like I would not react like that. I'm not about that life. <laughs> in my dreams I am. Um you just what you said made me think of another question. Languages mm-hmm. in dreams. Oh, yeah. What's up with that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, like, again, like, you know, 
back to one of the first things I said, right? Dreams are cool because your brain is just unsolicitedly creating entire universes and scenarios and people and just things for you as a playground to do whatever you want with. Mm -hmm. We don't know why they do it. We don't know why it does it, but it does it anyway. And so like, yeah, there's been dreams where, sure, why, why, why wouldn't I know a made up language, right? Everything else is made up. Mm-hmm. there's no reason my brain couldn't also make me think that I know another language. Cause, cause there's no one to rule check me, right? It's my rules. It's, it's my world I live in. So like, yeah, I know this weird occult language because I decided to, and I can communicate with other people because it's me communicating with myself. So yeah, just know one of those really weird things that like when I wake up, I'm like, huh, I don't need to do Duolingo for the day because I know how to speak whatever demon tongue I just now use, you know? (laughs) I think for me, because I'm bilingual, so I was raised speaking two languages, I speak two languages in this dream. But in one of my dreams, uh, which would be the bonus episode, Murder and Soul, a musical, um, I was speaking Korean in one of the dreams. And Mm. I speak Korean at a very, like, toddler-esque level. I can understand it pretty fluently, but at a toddler level and in the dream i was talking to like an idol and i was trying to tell them that i was a fan of them but i pronounced it wrong in korean and so they in my dream corrected me back in korean (laughs) (laughs) which which is which is almost super cool as well because you like you said you said you know korean at a baseline so your your dream it's almost like your brain like subconsciously knows what the correct Korean is, but that you would have said the wrong Korean and then it, you can correct yourself on it. It just, when you think about it at that way, it's like, wow, it's really no, it's strange so funny, that I'm being also, corrected by myself. It's so <laughs> petty because I was like, you know, this is my dream. You could let me say it right, but you chose. Right. Just let me have this. <laughs> I like said it wrong and they started laughing at me and they're like, oh, so you're a plate. And I was like, no, I'm a fan. I'm a bitch. I'm saying it in English. I don't care anymore. I'm a fan. Yep, I'm a fan yeah. of music. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation? Um, Shit. I don't know. I mean, we we covered a lot of uh, very nice niche dream dream topics. We did. Dream conversation. Um, You have Um, to name your dream, though. Name. uh, Oh, which one? The the stairs one? Yeah, we have to give it a name. Gosh. Is it supposed to be like a foreboding name or like a symbolic name or what? It just has to be a name. (laughs) <laughs> well, I guess I'm challenged. It's being challenged against your dream, right? So it has to be somewhat cool. Yeah, I didn't name my dream yet either, so <laughs> we'll figure it out when we get there. I don't know. Let's just let's just call it. Uh, hmm. Ooh, alliterations are good, right? People like alliterations. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 distraught stairway. The distraught stairway. Okay. Stairwell. The distraught stairwell. The distraught. Because <laughs> I, I think distraught's a good adjective for for how I felt okay. throughout all that stuff. The distraught stairwell. All right. So that was Spencer's Boom. first dream, <laughs> the distraught stairwell, and we got to have a very insightful conversation about dreams. How amazing! Whoa. Yes. So we're gonna take a quick break. Get yourself some snacky snacks, some drinky drinks. Spencer, what should they be eating and drinking? What do you suggest? Uh, for dreams or in general? <laughs> in, in real life or in reality. Yeah, if you want to try to, if that stuff's still on Amazon, you can go check out that. I'm not sponsored or anything, though. But otherwise, just drink your water, kids. I think everyone needs like 112 ounces of water a yes. day for a regular grown man. Hydrate. Women are like 108. I don't know. Hydrate or dehydrate. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm drinking another smoothie. Yes, I'm very hyper fixated on smoothies right now. Leave me alone. Um, 
and I, <laughs> I have like half of a molasses. How do you say Mol- molasses? Molasses cookie. <laughs> a molasses cookie. Molasses. I was yeah. craving gingerbread, but they don't have gingerbread right now, so I got molasses. Yeah, close enough. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Um. Anything that you're planning to eat or drink that they should also get? Um. I'll probably do another 36 ounces of water before I go to bed because we're hydrated as fuck, homie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm a slut for a good PB&J. PB&J. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good. All righty, guys. Get yourself some a smoothie, a bunch of water. How many milligrams? Millig- uh, well, it'd be milliliters, I think. But uh, oh, I said- oh, ounces. No, sorry. We're in America. These are ounces, not milliliters. <laughs> I think I think men need 112 ounces. I think that's the number. Okay, so what about women? Uh, it's like 108. It's a little less, or 98. It might be 98. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. Okay, I, I was trying to be. Cool. I'm not a nutritionist. Just get some water, okay? And just drink it. <laughs> just drink some water. Drink the water. Maybe get a smoothie. Yep. Maybe get a molasses cookie. Maybe get a PJ. Mm-hmm. PJ. PB and J. Um, and we will be right back after this quick break. Yes. And we are back, baby. Woo! Yeah, yeah, guys... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah! I hope you guys enjoyed that break. We missed you very, 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 very much. I promise. Um, so we just listened to Spencer's Dream, which is called The uh, Distraught the... Stairwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Distraught Stairwell. And we had a very interesting conversation about many things including drug-induced dreams. So legal. Awesome. <laughs> legal. Legal drugs. Yeah, we do legal stuff over here, baby. They're not recognized by the FDA, so. Eh, a lot of things aren't recognized by the FDA, like mm-hmm. the pink sauce. Um, and I think that's more safe than the pink sauce. Yep. So now we're going to get into my dream. And this dream doubles as a scary dream and a scary paranormal experience. Ooh. So let's get into it. So some context that you'll need is when I had this dream experience, um, I mentioned this very briefly on my Instagram on a post at underscore it's just a dream podcast. Uh, maybe you want to check it out. Um, but I mentioned it very briefly under a post about insomnia and not going without sleep. So at this time, I was in college um, during the pandemic so I was back home and it was during my sixth sixth semester of college fifth or sixth semester my spring semester of college and back then me my sister and my mom were all in our apartment and our apartment's only two bedroom and I was the last one to get there so I had to sleep on the couch so (laughs) for about like six months I was just sleeping on the couch and eventually I managed to get a bed in the living room and so that's what I did And I would have slept in my sister's room, but at the time, my sister was very messy, and there was a lot of mold in that room, and I was not going to survive. She also kept doing this thing where she kept um, lighting mint candles, knowing that I'm deathly allergic to mint, so I got Mm. the message that I wasn't welcomed there. So a little sadistic. (laughs) Yeah, it is. No, you're right, it is. So I got the message. I stayed in the living room. And so at this time, my mom left to go to Gambia, which is where our family's from, Gambia, West Africa. And mm-hmm. my sister had moved out to a house by her college. So I was home alone for the time being. 
Another thing you need to know is I have anklets. I have two anklets on my ankles. And these anklets uh, represent something really big in African culture, specifically Fulani culture, which is what I am. Um, so women are often, or girls, because I'm considered a girl still, um, are given these anklets around their wrists, around their wrists and their ankles at a very young age. And it has the colors of their tribe. So my anklet has white, black, red, and yellow on it and it shows basically a what tribe you're from and b where the anklet where the beads are shows like your marital status so mine are on my ankles which means i'm single and ready to mingle so ladies and gentlemen (laughs) hey yo (laughs) just letting you know i'm single um and once you're married those anklets are removed from your ankles and you get a bead around your waist to show that you're married and they're different colors So it's very important to have these anklets. And I've had these anklets on my ankles since I was around 15 years old. So they're the same anklets. Once once you put them on, they do not come off at all, okay? It does not come off unless they break off. So it's natural for them to sometimes break off and the beads will break. If that happens, then your mother or your father will replace the beads for you. That's how it usually works. So it's a very cultural thing and it's really important. Keep that in mind. So this paranormal experience slash dream starts with me in college doing my normal classes. Um, At this time, I was working. I was really stressed out. I was working on like a short film for one of my classes and I was memorizing all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I was having trouble sleeping. I kept having this weird nightmare of this like creature who was like in our house and was like freaking me out. So I wasn't sleeping to just it's stupid but I just wasn't sleeping to avoid the nightmare because I didn't want to deal with the nightmare because I had all this work I had to do but because I was avoiding sleeping (laughs) I wasn't sleeping so I wasn't doing okay in class so I was missing a lot of classes and all that stuff um one of these nights I had a dream and the dream started off with just me in my living room sitting on my bed just chilling right and there's a knock on the door so I get up from my bed and I go to the living room the way my apartment is set up is the moment you open the door you are automatically in the living room so my bed is basically right next to the door mm-hmm. at the time so I get up to go answer the door but before I even grab the handle of the door something is like screaming at me like in my head don't open the door don't open the door so I don't open the door because I'm not dumb I'm not gonna open the door right, right so I don't open the door but someone is still knocking on the door so I look through the peephole And all I see is an eye. And the moment I see this eye, my body is filled with dread. Just complete and utter dread. And so I start hyperventilating a little bit because I'm starting to freak out. And so I back away from the door and the banging on the door starts to get louder and louder and louder to the point where the door is starting to shake. (laughs) It's mm-hmm. actually funny because I'm looking at my door right now and it just got replaced because someone broke into it. Is it but- shaking? <laughs> because of the shaking. But it's starting to shake violently and the person is like, come back to the door. They say that, come back to the door. So I go back to the door and I look through the peephole and what I see is Momo, <laughs> um, the statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a Japanese statue. Uh, just look it up. It's really fucking creepy. Um, that's what it looks like. Oh, that thing. Yeah, that thing. Oh, that thing. Fuck that. Yep. That thing was staring at my door, and I literally 
felt like I was having about to have a heart attack. I was so scared. Yeah. Because I don't know why, but for me personally, that statue triggers my fight or flight. It it just triggers it violently. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Uncanny Valley, that fucking smile, ugly ass bitch. Um, please don't show up in my dreams. I'm sorry for insulting you. Yeah, she's angry. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but she's standing at my door and she's staring at me. And I can't look away. Like the moment I stare at her through the peephole, I can't look away. And I'm like, I can feel myself starting to cry and I'm like hyperventilating. And she looks at me and she speaks to me and she says one thing. And she says, I'm going to enter into your house and I'm going to take the anklet off your right leg. That's all she says. And then she just stares at me. And I don't know how long we're staring at each other because she doesn't do anything after that. We're just staring at each other. Mm -hmm. And so I wake up and I freak out and I look down. And the anklet on my right foot is gone. It's completely gone. And I freak out. Now, you might be wondering, how? why are you freaking out? Well, in African culture, in general, it is such bad luck for a piece of jewelry that you have to go missing. That is really, really, really bad luck. Mm -hmm. Because it is seen as someone take if someone takes your jewelry, um, voodoo and like, witchcraft is very popular in africa and it's a very serious issue like some people are like it's not that deep it's really that deep like people will be out there trying to do witchcraft so if yeah. a piece of jewelry of yours is going missing that means a witch has taken it from you and they're probably going to do bad things and so having a dream where that bitch just told me she's going to take my jewelry and then waking up and it's gone i start to freak out and at first i'm trying to calm myself down and i'm like it probably just broke so I'm looking around my apartment trying to find the beads because if it broke, then the beads would have spilled everywhere. I looked everywhere for three days straight. I couldn't find a single bead. I couldn't find anything. It was gone. I have no idea where it went. And so I started to freak out more and more. And because of that, I wasn't sleeping because I was like, I'm not trying to see this bitch again right. <laughs> because I don't, want, I don't want to hear what she has to say. So I wasn't sleeping. But because I wasn't sleeping, I started hallucinating. <laughs> because i wasn't sleeping for so long so i just started freaking out so bad and eventually i managed to call my mom and she's like oh how it's fine i have another anklet in my drawer just pull that one out and you can wear it and so i did and after that i managed to calm down and i managed to go to sleep and everything was fine but yeah that's my scary dream slash experience well did you ever find the missing the missing anklet I never found the missing anklet. It's gone to this day. I couldn't even find, because usually when it breaks, because I've had it break before, and when it breaks, the beads will spill everywhere. Yeah, so so you were wearing it before you went to bed that night, and then Momo dream, and then it's just gone? Yeah, and then it's just completely gone. And I, like, tore the house upside down. I even, like, cleaned the house, because I was like, oh, if I vacuum, I'll find, mm -hmm. like, at least one bead. I couldn't find a single bead. I couldn't even find the string. Like, it was just gone. I guess you I guess you know you went to bed with it because you never take it off, right? So you yeah. know it was on your ankle when you went to bed. Yeah. It's always um it's like tied like taut to your ankle. So they make the beads, right? Mm. They do the thing. And then they'll like grab your <laughs> they'll grab your ankle and they'll tie it on there taut and then cut it off. So it can't come off. Right, right. At all. Yeah. So the only way it can come off if it's like someone cut it off. Or if it like broke. Weird. And then you never found it afterwards. I never found it ever. So so what's like what's like the symbolism again you said for that from like your culture? So for it to um, be missing? For it to be missing, it's seen as like very bad, like bad omen, bad luck. Like mm -hmm. someone is trying to put a curse on you. You're like, so if your jewelry because your jewelry is something that you wear, right? You always wear your jewelry. 
Like you always wear a necklace, right. right? And so it has your energy in it, kind of. So if someone takes that, they're probably going to do something ill will with your energy, per se. Mm, yeah. Right. And I'm, I am a healthy skeptic, but I'm also, I don't fuck with things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's just how It's it good is. not to fuck with things. You know, like, I'm not going to say I don't believe in ghosts. I've never encountered one. But I'm not going to go search for ghosts because fuck you talking about. That's stupid. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. sometimes my mom will tell me these, like, superstitions. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. But the moment that happened, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how else to explain this because I don't know where it is. I looked everywhere. Right. I couldn't find a single bead. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so... I, I mean, yeah, I, I've never I've never had something that's like totally. What's your theory on it then? I mean, I what, what happened to the bracelet? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I legit. I don't want to think what I'm thinking right now. Ooh, well, now you got it. I mean, what are you thinking right now? It's like genuinely. I'm just thinking that like she took it like she said she was going to take it. It was gone. She took it. Mm-hmm. Um, And when I was like when like the statue first came out, I fucking I hated that bitch. I still do. Honestly, I still do. Because every time I would see her, it would ruin my day. <laughs> it would ruin my night. And she would po- she would show up into my dreams and ruin everything for me. So have you seen her in dreams before that then? Um, before that? Yeah, I have. Like she um, she pops up. And anytime she pops up, I will immediately wake up. Immediately. Just don't want to fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, no. Like I literally, it scares me. It's like I think the one thing that scares me so much that I will wake up almost immediately. The moment I see her, I will wake up so fast. Well, there's supposed to be like an internet challenge or something around the whole Momo doll thing, wasn't there? Yeah, and um, I don't care about it. I don't fuck with that. <laughs> I rebuke it. I don't remember. I don't remember what it is though. Do you wanna Do you wanna tell me so everyone knows what the Momo doll does? <laughs> um. So basically, technically, it's not meant to be scary. It was created by a Japanese artist to represent Mother Nature, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck did I represent Mother Nature? But whatever. So it's just meant to represent Mother Nature. It's also fucking tall. I did not realize this, but it's eight feet tall. (laughs) Ew. That's like Slender Man style. Slender Man wife. So it has like this really long neck of really the face. Just look it up. These huge eyes, which something about me, eyes like that always terrify me ever since I was little. Big eyes are so terrifying to me. Which is funny because I have naturally really big eyes too. <laughs> so, but um, people saw this. Obviously, it was creepy. And then someone made a challenge over it where they would like scare children specifically and try to convince children to like take their own lives or do really bad things or the doll is yeah. going to come and like hurt them and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, then, that's what I was remembering. Yeah. Yeah. And so I felt kind of bad because the artist ended up destroying it because he like felt so like disgusted that people did that. But also, thank God he destroyed that because, God damn, it makes me feel Dude, a little bit. I have not thought about that thing in like half, like 10 years. Thank you for putting that back in my imagery. Yeah, no. And I literally, it was, it got to a point where I would see her so often, like just in real life, where like I would just see a video with her on it and I would get so fucking angry. And so my friend was like, just stop talking about it because the more you talk about it, the more it's going to show up. So I have a yeah. feeling that. Probably I mean, shit, we're going to dream about it tonight now because we've been talking about it. Yeah, it's probably going to show up and like it's going to show up on my fucking YouTube feed. And I'm going to be fucking pissed yep. about it. Just remember, just just ask it how it's doing. Hey, can we not do that tonight? Thank no, you. No, I literally. Postpone. 
I don't know why. I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes I lose my voice in my dreams or I can't hear my voice in my dreams. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. So so sometimes I'll be like screaming and I can feel myself doing the screaming and I can feel myself like my throat getting dry from screaming. But But I can't hear myself scream. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's that like hopelessness that you can't even scream to like express your terror that you're feeling. And then it yeah. just doubles down on itself. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in that dream, the the sense of dread that I was feeling was so strong. It felt like my throat closed up. Yep. Like all I could do was like squeak. I'm like, ah! <laughs> like that's oh, it. God. Yeah. I, I haven't felt that in a long time and I'm very glad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's that dream. I don't really know what it means maybe your scientificness can ease my pain and tell me where my ankle was oh i think that's the one we just take for face value and say yep that's pretty fucking creepy but <laughs> yeah. or i don't know yeah may, let's let's try to do a faux pas to dig into it um uh momo could have just been a conduit but really the effect was that were you feeling any disconnect from your culture at the time or like any identity crisis that you would have some reason that something would manifest and take quote quote this anklet away from you no i would say the opposite i think i was even closer than was before because yeah yeah definitely but yeah i don't know why i don't know why especially since um for me personally even though i am i am bilingual oh my gosh Mm -hmm. did i mention i was bilingual um i am bilingual i do come from two different cultures but i don't often dream a lot about my fulani culture unless it's like um for example the recent dream series that i'm at the time of this recording that i'm currently doing between the sun and the stars where it plays a big role into like fantasy and all that stuff Mm -hmm. or if it has to do with like family because just in general africans are very community is a really big thing for them family having a tight-knit family being close to your ancestors and all that is a big thing so that's the only time my culture really comes into play in my dreams is there any so i I, i'm very unfamiliar with any of uh, that uh culture that you've spoken about but uh is there any antithesis to any like the positiveness of that so like uh, in like a in a classic religious sense right like there's god and devil right so the positiveness of your culture which would be enveloped around like the anklet and stuff and what that represents is there any antithesis to that like an opposing force um i don't know i know witchcraft obviously that's a big thing and Mm -hmm. like for context when i say like it's a big thing i mean there are actual like witch doctors that will like kidnap children and like kill them and like use their body parts like it's it's really that deep they're really about that life over there so that's like a big problem but also a lot of people specifically fulani people were um i don't want to say indoctrinated but they're all like transferred to like islam okay during like colonization they were all they all turned muslim so a lot of that is kind of like washed away so i only really know the positive parts i don't really know the negative parts about it. right because the reason i asked that is like so if this the momo doll takes your anklet right Mm -hmm. which would be like you could see that as like an attack on the structure that you have in your culture right and you mentioned that you were feeling even closer than usual to it which is which is good that's great so if it's not like your subconscious expressing some sort of uh, combat there or some sort of friction then my next thought would be okay well something an outside force is imposing this on you then right so again using a classic religious sense right if something bad happens to you people attribute it to the devil in a classic christian sense so mm-hmm. in your culture 
you could, and this is my uh, understanding, right? Then you could say like, oh, some sort of uh, um, bad witchcraft. That's not a very elegant way to say that, right? But something else was imposing this onto you to make you feel that disconnection. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel better because that makes me feel like someone <laughs> someone put a curse on me. <laughs> yeah, not the happiest thing to think of, but it's like, well, if it's not your brain trying to tell you something, then maybe it is an outside force. Damn, no someone put a hex on me oh my god or it was totally nonsensical and definitely nothing exterior yep yeah except my anklet was gone (laughs) i can't find it yeah you'll still have to figure that one out yeah that one i don't i don't even know um (laughs) i i've replaced my anklets so before it was just like a string like you just tie it taut to your ankle and that's it now we've used the like you know what you use for like bracelets to make it like stretchy elastic yeah 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 i got yeah you. so that way it doesn't hap- happen where like it breaks off that easily it can just roll off your thing mm-hmm. and i remember the other day I, ha- I think i wore socks to bed and i took the socks off and my anklet like went off with the socks and i had a whole panic attack thinking my anklet disappeared and then i just yep. found it in my sock and i was like oh my god ah. maybe the first one's just sitting in a sock somewhere then you just haven't worn those socks in a long time no i didn't wear socks that night damn well that's just an oversight was- in general yeah yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, man. Damn. Um, fuck that bitch. Um, please don't show yeah, up in my Momo dream. Fuck Momo on God, no cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck her. Um, <laughs> ugly as bitch. That's how I try to make myself feel better with monsters that show up in my dreams. I try to like when I'm awake insult them. Oh, hundred um, percent. Yep. Yeah, because I'm like, you just some ugly ass. Mm. And then ain't I, even worth the time. No. Ain't even worth my time big shit and then my dreams i'm gonna get like fucking teared up by them but yeah um it's just in general though like when i used to have dreams with her she would just show up like she would just show up and she wouldn't do anything Mm. she would just be there just like chilling yeah um it was just the fact that she was there was that was so terrifying because like maybe she does just need a friend or something oh fuck her i don't want to be your fucking friend go find someone else don't judge her just because of how she looks no, I know I say this podcast is a judgment-free zone, but today we're judging, and no, I don't want to be your friend. The fuck? No. I can't condone judging Momo. I stand by her. No. Don't, don't, don't hashtag, say that! Hashtag stand with Momo. No. Yep. No. Okay. I don't want to be your friend. Um, I guess it's just the fear that she could do something. She never does, but the fact that she's there, just like there. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, remember, this... That's all in your brain. You control that. You control all of that zone. I know. I, I really. Okay, let's get into the lucid Empowerment. dreaming. Empowerment. Because mm-hmm. I think once I tell you this, you understand. So when I say I can't lucid dream, it's not that I can't realize I'm aware of the dream. It's because I can't control the dream. Because anytime I become lucid, the characters will go aloof. Mm-hmm. Um, and then will ask me, like, you know, this is a dream. And I'll be like, yes. Usually I say no. I'll be like, oh, what are you talking about? No. Right. Um, but they'll be like, you know this is a dream? Um, and then they will proceed to kill me in the most gruesome way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't try. And it happened ever since I was young. From the first time uh-huh. I ever went lucid, every single time, they always try to kill me. I don't know it, why. It, it sounds like a challenge to me. I wouldn't, I personally, I wouldn't take that, you know? That is... <laughs> you said That is your I'm dream. Not a bitch, so I you just- own... That it is it's literally in your brain. You own that. If anyone is stepping at me in my dream, that's when you're like, hold the fuck up. Yes, this is a dream, and you can fuck right off, and then you just evaporate them. 
boof i know i literally i think it's probably because i can feel pain in my dream so i can't focus enough to like do something because they let's do some me. affirmations say yes i can yes i <laughs> yes, can <laughs> you keep saying i can't i want to hear i can <laughs> no yeah because then when you, <laughs> you're gonna be going to bed and just it's just the same that i do when i'm like i want to have this dream night you're gonna be like yo Someone tries to kill me tonight. Actually, no. Here's what you, here's what you tell yourself. You say, "Hey, I want to see these people tonight. Fucking show them to me, and use that opportunity <laughs> to put them in their place, and then boom, never deal with it again." No. It's the story of the distraught stairwell. We just have to solve it. No. Yep. <laughs> Face your fears. Conquer. It hurts too much. No. Conquer. Yep. Please, please. I don't. I don't. It's hard to be like, yes, I can. And then you get stabbed and you're like, oh, my God, that fucking hurt. Then you're like, be like, is that all you got, bitch? This is my dream. And then you just, you know, heal it. Boom. I think you're underestimating the pain, babes. I (laughs) am. You're underestimating yourself. And that is our takeaway today is we should never doubt our abilities. (laughs) Respectfully. No. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to add? Something that we should dive into more? Just to encourage everyone to believe in themselves and know that they can they can do great things. We are all capable of it. Yes, we are all capable of doing great things. But um, if Momo <laughs> is standing outside of your door, telling she could you be sh- behind me right now, and we would fall in love. She's not, but no, she don't. Literally, the when you said that, you know what? I hope she comes tonight. I I'm I, a I'm a dream stop. of Momo tonight. When you, you can't said stop that, me. <laughs> I literally felt like a chill run down my spine. I got so fucking scared. Well, when I said I hope she's with me right now. When you said I hope she's behind you, I literally almost started crying. Well, then she couldn't be in two places at once. She's already at your place. so. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, no. Actually, I love that idea. Go over to Spence. Yo, bring her over, man. I'm I'm here for it. I am I am a conduit of, of energy. She can she can hang. Oh God! Oh God! No, please! Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Ah. Anyways, um, I can't remember the question I wanted to ask you. It was gonna be such a good fucking question. It's okay. Take your time. I don't know what it was. Oh well. It'll come mm. back. I was gonna ask you about nightmares. What was it? Something about nightmares. I do oh. like nightmares. Sleep paralysis. We had a conversation. Ooh, when we classic. When we mm. did our short film, we had a conversation about sleep paralysis. So, sure, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I guess I mean sleep paralysis is everyone does it, right? Because that's how you go to bed, and your brain prevents you from acting out your dreams. Yeah. It's just that sometimes people are accidentally still awake while their body is trying to go into sleep paralysis, and that's when you get all the fucky shit people talk about with their sleep paralysis demons. Is like the yeah. common term they use, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, unless you are intentionally trying to stay awake through your sleep process, you should probably not do that. Unless you want to hallucinate crazy shit, then Mm. go ahead. I know in some cultures it's seen as very spiritual to go into sleep process, and that's a beautiful experience. Unfortunately, I have not experienced that, and yeah. (laughs) I I have a few times. So (gasps) if you want to – this is a whole other fucking deep dive, 10 layers deep. A thousand leagues under the sea. How many is it? Thirty thousand leagues under the sea. I don't know. If if dreaming is the ocean level, then this is thirty thousand leagues under. But astral projection is the logical next step of once you get through lucid dreaming. The the literature kind of takes you in that direction. Um, some of the techniques to get to astral projection involve staying awake through your sleep paralysis. Um, 
so you so I I have I have attempted different things that I have meditated through my sleep paralysis and felt all that experience and stuff and then you kind of have to just be in that for a bit and then try to move past it so it's I didn't I didn't have any bad hallucinations or anything though I didn't I didn't have any uh actually I didn't have any hallucinations at all but you feel that kind of weight pass over your body mm-hmm. where it just feels like a giant weighted blanket sets over top of you and then that's when you are in the sleep paralysis um so yeah familiar with it never necessarily had bad experiences with it though really no no it's been pretty chill even if i did it's the same thing you just gotta conquer it if i see some demon i'm like hey can we do this later i'm busy right now and they're like yo my bad have a good night i think your demons just chill bro your demons are like kind of cool like i I make them chill they're in my brain i own that shit that's my brain (laughs) no it's not over here um Mm -hmm. they used to be really bad um but now i mean no they're still pretty bad but i usually keep my eyes closed so it's more just like having to deal with something grabbing me (laughs) yeah those are gross yeah, but usually my sleep process is getting smart because it only happens when I'm really sick or if I haven't been sleeping. Because they're like, Ooh, when oh, you're yeah. in a weakened emotional state. Yeah, that's when they're like, yeah. Mm, well, maybe that's her. just an actual. Maybe that's just an actual demon because those are also supposed to wait until you're in a vulnerable we state. Know. You know, don't don't even say that. Like rebuke that energy right now. <laughs> Sorry, pass I- it back over to me. I'll handle it. I'm a ghostbuster. <laughs> ghostbuster. Can mm-hmm. you say that in my presence? Ugh. But yeah. Um You never done a Ouija board before? N- <laughs> it's slightly off topic from topic from dreams, but it's related to horror stuff. No. You never done a Ouija board? Never. I would never do one. What did I what did I just say at the beginning of the episode? Just I am a healthy skeptic, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna search out for shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't fuck with those anymore. It was definitely a bad idea back when I did, so I don't encourage that. You okay, now you have to tell us because you can't just bring that up and not tell us. Tell us, tell you what about the Ouija boards? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I I just fully believe in that stuff. And at the kid, I was at the time I was young and dumb, right? I was uh I was in high school, so me, one of my friends, and two young lasses, we went to a graveyard and hit a Ouija board for the scariness. Um, in my current knowledge, uh, the idea of opening yourself up to that sort of uh, energy is a really bad idea um and i (laughs) would definitely never do that again you could not pay me enough uh i don't care how if i was under the influence of alcohol or anything you could not convince me to pull out a ouija board ever again wow bad idea yeah it is a bad idea shame 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 hey i I said i'll try anything once i got that out of the way when i was in high school that's true i'm gonna do that again i learned that's good that's good i've never Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, props to the people who do. Like, honestly, you got the biggest, you got balls of steel. Um, I'm not the one, I am not the two, and I'm not the three, unfortunately. So yep. I will not be doing any of those things. Even when I go into cemeteries, like, I always try to bring, like, flowers for all the graves that I'm going to pass because I want to, like, respect them all and be like, see, we're, we're mm-hmm. cool. We're chill. We're chill. We're chill. Every like, single grave, it's like you have to bring enough for the class. You have to bring enough flowers for the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. When I, I did a show early October... I mentioned this in a bonus episode, but I did a show in early October and it took mm-hmm. place in a cemetery. And so I was like sitting in this area <laughs> with a bunch of like um, graves and I had to sit there like for six hours every day for a week. Man. And at the end of the week, I brought all the graves flowers that were around me because I was sitting there and I was singing like show tunes for six hours. So I was like, let me yeah. let me respect you guys because, you know, I kind of 
came into your space singing the same four songs. Sang over them, yeah. Yeah, and then I would tell them things. <laughs> I kept doing this thing because there was this one person who was buried next to me named Gretchen, and I was telling her things that we do now in 2022, but she died in 2021, so like she she would know. <laughs> but I just kept telling her things. Yep. I was bored. I was like, we got iPhones now. They're like pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure she was very happy to hear that. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I was bored. It was it was a long shoot day, but yeah, that was. We have to name the dream, preferably with no Momo in the title. <laughs> well, I feel like Momo is just integral to the to the dream, though. <laughs> I don't want to write it down, though. <laughs> less, less you manifest it, yeah. Yeah. So, thief, thief in the night. Thief in the night. I like they, that they stole your anklet. You know, they did. I'm like so nervous now. Like I'm like touching my anklets every couple of seconds to make sure they're still there. Make sure they're still there. Yeah. Yeah. Because that'd be terrifying. But that was my dream. Thief in the night. See, I think so. I would encourage you. This is my idea. <laughs> Personally. All right. I would say to myself, hey, I want to see Momo in my dream again so I can ask them if they stole my anklet. That's what I would do. Anytime I, someone has fucked with me in my dreams and I didn't get an answer, I always try to see them again so I can talk to them about it. I think that would be a good idea for maybe future Hawa, current Hawa. Yes. Won't be able to do that because I I can't even explain to you the, the fear, the primal fear that she gives me. Mm-hmm. In that dream, I couldn't speak at all. Like my throat like closed up. I couldn't speak. And I feel yeah. like if I was like, hey, yo, Momo, bring that Momusi over here. <laughs> Let's Look, talk. you just did it. Boom. Quote, word for word. You just say that next time. Hey, yeah. bring that Momusi over here. I was like, bring Let that me holla at you, girl. Here. And she was like, hey, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lee, like, I wouldn't be able to do it. So maybe in the future, maybe Hawa in her 30s would be able to. All right. Do it. Future, future Hawa can question her and finally get the answers he deserves. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm not about that life. I'm not ready for the Momusi. <laughs> maybe you are. Maybe you I'm are. I'm ready for the Momusi. I'm ready to love again. I'm not. I'm not. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun. I love talking about shit. I got a lot to say about everything. Yeah. Do you have any closing remarks that you want to say about dreams in general? Um, dreams are dope. If you've never, if you, some people don't even remember their dreams, which is just mind-boggling to me. If you are a person who doesn't even remember any of your dreams, I would say at least keep a dream journal and try to remember them because they are truly magical. Just it's it's just whole worlds for you to live in and you sleep every night so you might as well have fun doing it um yeah yeah, that's that's what i would say yes just to remind you guys if you heard these two dreams and you're like oh yeah i need to vote okay oh yeah vote for me by the way the distraught stairwell way better (laughs) that's his dream title um yeah, mine's less cool now that I think about it than the Thief of the Night, but I'm I'm standing by it. The Straw Stairwell or the Thief of the Night, two ways you can vote. Way number one, Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, just scroll down right there. There's going to be a poll that says, which dream was the scariest? While you do that, you'll see two little dreams that you can vote on. Way number two is 48 hours after this episode is posted on our Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast. There will be a poll where you can vote on who had the scariest dream. And it's mine. What do I win for this, by the way? Just curious. Oh, you win the great prize value. I get your cheesecake at our next show. That's what it is. 
I get your fucking cheesecake. Okay, so or, do I do I get the cheesecake? Yeah, then? I will I wager my cheesecake. That's good. Okay, okay. Okay, I accept you. Okay, you'll get my I'm, cheesecake at the next show. Hell yeah. Okay. Down for it. Perfect. Thank you so much for staying up with us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast. Over there, you can vote on who had the scariest dreams. I have a bunch of dream facts, sleep facts. I have a bunch of trailers to new episodes, um, especially quotes from characters in my dreams, quotes that I really like, all of that jazz. I also shitpost a lot on my story. Um, whether it's funny or not, I can't guarantee you, but I do shitpost a lot. So if you want to see that. Um, also, if something bad happens to me, like, um, I don't know, if Miss Momo actually comes to my house and um, tries to kill me, stop. <laughs> um, I will update you guys on my Instagram story to let you know why I can't upload a new podcast episode. Um, if you have any crazy, wild, or scary dreams that you want us to analyze, be sure to send them to us at it's just a dream podcast 2 at gmail.com. Again, it's just a dream podcast 2 at gmail.com. And we would be more than happy to read your dreams if you want to just say hi maybe go into the description box and check out the link to anchor to send a voice note i would love to hear your beautiful beautiful voices also in the description box is a link to my discord server hmm maybe you want to join discord Mm. Mm -hmm. maybe we'll have like i don't know like a movie night or i don't know like a bake with me night i don't know Mm. maybe you want to join just just saying Thank you to my tier five patron user, Leah Edcart. You are my sun, you are my moon, and you are all my stars. Thank you so much for your support. As I've said before a million times, Leah managed to find my Patreon before I even announced it or had everything set up. So if you go to support me on Patreon, it would just be because you want to support me and you like my voice. But I highly check it out. If you want to hear your voice at the end of every episode till the day I die, that's the way you can do it. Um, last but not least, be sure to check out the links in the description down below for ways you can help around the world. There are links to ways you can help with the war that's going on in Ukraine. There are links down below to help with the recent tragedy that happened in Itaewon, South Korea, and so many more links. So I highly suggest you check them out. As I say in every episode, it's so important to help those who can't help themselves. It's so easy to dismiss things that are going on around the world and be like, oh, that's horrible, but it's happening over there. Um, let's not do that. Let's be good human beings and help our fellow humans. Now I'm going to pass the mic to Spencer and he's going to shout out all of his socials and where you can find him and any projects that he's working on. Cool. Yeah. Thanks again for having me, Hawa. That was a lot of fun. Uh, You guys can follow me on TikTok. It is at the Spencer guy. Um, if anyone has any questions or just wants to chat about anything that I talked about today with Hawa, I always like talking about anything. I have opinions on everything. So uh, feel free to hit me up. And then Hawa, um, I think she's going to tag my Instagram as well. So if anyone wants to hit up my personal Instagram from her Instagram posts, uh, you can talk with me Talk with me there too. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Not, well, his voice is very deep, guys. My voice gets very deep sometimes. And my voice gets very high. So yeah, um, I think that's everything we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for being here and listening to our scary stories. Yeah, really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Hopefully you guys didn't get any nightmares or nightmare fuel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and with all that being said, sweet dreams. Sleep tight. I love you. Good night. We'll see you soon till we dream again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.